Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to The Blessing of Serving, a message from Pastor Azzalini. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. I want to get right in tonight and talk to you. Right now, I'm only running one minute behind schedule, so we're doing okay. I want to talk to you all tonight about the blessings of servanthood. And I want to start um, just by talking to you and sharing with you just a a small portion of my story. Uh, One day I'll take time and and share uh, the whole thing with you. But I want to just talk to you about uh, the time that I came into Calvary in Columbus under Bishop Stark and and how he became my father in the gospel. When I came in under Brother Stark, um, I was really a broken person. I had a troubled relationship with my biological father. Um, I had been in the world and had just really uh, been struggling with different things. And as I came in, the church, how many of you are thankful for the church? The church, amen. The church received me, uh, received our family, and, and Brother Stark just began to take me in, and, and something happened. The more that I realized that he cared, the more that I opened up my heart to him. Mm. Ooh, hallelujah. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost already in this room. Something happens when you begin to open up your heart to a church, and you allow the church to begin to minister to you. And the longer I was there, uh, doors to serve began to open up to me, and uh, I was inspired to take advantage of those opportunities because there was gratitude in my heart for what the church was doing in my life and in the life of my family. See, when you come in broken and you come in messed up and you, and you got problems in your family and you got problems in your life and God begins to minister healing and God begins to pick up the pieces of your life, gratitude begins to formulate and you want to give back to what has been given to you. Amen? Amen. I was confident in the love of the church for me and in the love of my pastor for me. And that became my motivation for service. That became the reason that I wanted to serve. And the reason why you want to serve is very important. Understanding that it was out of this relationship with the church and my pastor that I began to learn how to relate, and this is so powerful, especially in the world that we are living in right now, I began to learn how to relate to my heavenly father because Brother Stark was becoming my father in the gospel. He was teaching me in the things of God, teaching me in the kingdom of God, and I didn't know what was happening. This is what was happening at the time. I didn't know it until I was able to see clearly in the rear view years later, but he was becoming my father in the gospel, and the longer that I stayed and the deeper my roots got, the more I wanted to please 
my father in the gospel. And I didn't know it, but through that relationship, I was learning how to properly relate to my heavenly father. See, when you grow up in a broken home, if you have a, a relationship with your dad that, that wasn't good or dysfunctional or, or with your parents or a messed up home life, whatever, which is a very common story now, right? That didn't used to be, but it's very common now. People have to learn how to relate to their heavenly father, and they do that by developing a relationship with the church which is the mother, we learned that on Mother's Day, and with the pastor who becomes the father in the gospel to that person. Everybody say amen. amen. Understanding the father-child relationship is so important to effectively serve in the kingdom of God. Uh, as I mentioned, I was not close to my father, uh, and so this was teaching me how to properly relate. The culture of the law is to demand obedience, from fear of reprisal. That is not the kind of culture that we want to build here at Greater Faith. The culture of the kingdom is to give obedience because of a love relationship with the Father. I want you to want to serve because you love him. I want you to want to serve because he watches over your life. That's the motivation that we want to see grow in the life of every believer at greater faith. Amen? Amen. Our motivation to serve in the kingdom must be to please the Father. And, and here's the dichotomy, and you will find this in different uh, church cultures. It's I have to versus I get to. I don't have to do anything in the kingdom of God. I get to serve in the kingdom of God. It's an honor to serve in the kingdom of God. It's an honor to give of my time, my talent, my energy, my resource to the kingdom of God, to give back to something and someone that has done more for me than I could ever do for myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I want to look at that, at that paradigm tonight. Uh, let's go to the book of Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11, and excuse me, Luke chapter 15, my apologies, Luke chapter 15, beginning with verse 11. All right, if you have it, say amen. If you're cheating and you're looking at the screen, say amen. <laughs> yeah, at least we're honest. All right. All right, verse 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. 
And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. There was a realization coming on this wayward son right here. And I will arise and go to my father's house and say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before thee. And pay attention here to verse 19. And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. There was an epiphany happening here, if you will, in the life of this wayward son as he was beginning to see value that he did not see before. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field as he came and drew nigh to the house. He heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry. It would not go in. Here's another paradigm being pulled out of this story here that we're going to refer to. He was angry. It would not go in. I would say he was jealous. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandments, and yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. We obviously know this story. We've heard it before. This is the story of the prodigal son. And most of the time when you have heard this story before, we pull out of it the, the essence of restoration in the life of a wayward son or daughter. But I want to look at something else in this story here tonight. And I want to look at the paradigm of a servant and the paradigm of a son. The prodigal placed more value on the inheritance than the one who gave him the inheritance. It's what caused him to leave his father's house to begin with because the value of the relationship was not greater, and this is so important, than the value of the benefits that the family afforded to him. You all with me? We must understand that being in the kingdom affords us blessings privilege, and influence. 
The psalmist David said, he daily loadeth me with benefits. These three things, blessing, privilege, and influence, will test the heart of our flesh. They can subtly become the inspiration for being in the kingdom. Is everybody with me? It is possible for one to serve under the guise of kingdom advancement with a secret motivation just to have kingdom benefits. We're getting to the heart of our motivation for service in the kingdom of God tonight. Because your motivation will either sustain you or it will turn on you and send you sideways in the future. Our infatuation with our inheritance can cause us to believe that somehow we have these things because we're entitled to them, because we earn them, or because we deserve them. The wrong motivation for kingdom service will cause us delusion about deserving. Well, I deserve it. I mean... I've been in this a long time. I, I've been faithful. I show up every Sunday. I, I sign up for everything. I deserve these benefits. I deserve the influence, the promotion. Everybody with me? <laughs> Man. He paid a debt that we could not pay for ourselves. I don't deserve anything. In the kingdom of God. I would be in debt to him. For the rest of my life. If I tried to repay. What he did for me. And so I serve out of thankfulness. And gratitude. Because he did something that I could not do for myself. Mm, hallelujah. The realization that salvation cost him everything makes me want to give him my everything. Mm. Having a servant's heart guards you from entitlement. Ah. You need to hear the pastor tonight. Because entitlement is not just in the world. You just remember any symptom of the world that you see is always trying to creep into the church. And we don't have room for entitlement in our hearts in the kingdom of God. Having a servant's heart leads you to obedience, not away from obedience. Having a servant's heart cultivates gratitude instead of attitude. One of the greatest keeping truths to always remember is you and I, we don't deserve anything. I know that's, that's hard to hear, isn't it? It's hard to hear. You know why it's hard to hear? Because your flesh disagrees. Our heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? When our heart hears, I don't deserve, our flesh says, yes, I do. Mm. Woo! Kingdom service is only sustainable with the right motivation. 
You'll burn out if you do it for the wrong reasons. As inheritors of the kingdom, there are many things that we are entitled to. Right? You excited about that, right? But we did not and could not ever earn any of them. They are given to us through sonship. I'm entitled to some stuff. Not because I deserve it and not because I earned it, but because of whose I belong to. Mm. Woo -ha. I'm entitled to have victory in my life. I'm entitled to peace. I'm entitled to joy. I'm entitled to have my prayers answered. I'm entitled to have the mountain move when I command it to move. I am entitled to the promises of God, not because I earned them and not because I deserve them, but because he promised them to me through inheritance because I am his. His name, his blood, and his spirit allows me to be entitled to the promises of God. As members of the royal family. Did you know you were part of the royal family? Come on now. It ain't just Meghan Markle and whoever else. As members of the royal family, you have a right to the promises of God. You have a right to life and life more abundantly. Ooh. I speak abundance into your spirit. I speak abundance into your mindset. I speak abundance into our city in the name of Jesus. Did you know we don't have to put up with a poverty mindset in the kingdom of God? We have a right to life and life more abundantly. You need to get an abundance mindset, greater faith. Oh, hallelujah. 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 This revelation should cultivate a lifelong attitude of gratitude and humility inside of our hearts. Gratitude and humility are essential for service in the kingdom of God. Without them, ego, pride, self-righteousness, and delusion will grow in our hearts and in our perspective. Your greatest defense is gratitude and humility. Amen. Amen. Now, in the kingdom, we need more servants and less volunteers. There is a mindset difference. There is a spirit difference between a volunteer and a servant. A helper is just a volunteer until they submit. Oh, nobody likes that word. Mm. Servants are submitted. Volunteers only help as long as they agree. 
You all elected a pastor. (laughs) Submission makes you a willing servant. What is a willing servant? You ready for this? A willing servant is a mature son. The longer I sat under my father in the gospel, the more I served him without question. I'm stretching y'all tonight. The more I serve from loyalty, obedience, and submission. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Guess I can't push you too hard all at once, right? Our daughter, Aubrey, is 12. She's not here tonight. She's probably thankful for that right now. She is getting to the place where she helps out around the house without being told. Somebody run the aisle. She does it because she wants to contribute. She wants to serve. She wants to please her mom and dad. This is what mature sonship looks like. I used to have to tell her, or mom used to have to tell her every little thing that needs to be done, but now she's seeing it and doing it without being told and going the extra mile. Why? She wants to serve. Mature service isn't in it. For the return on investment. Mm. Well, pastor's coming. Hurry up. Do this. Got to get that pat on the back. Got to get that thank you. Got to get those kudos. Got to get that promotion. Got to get that elevation. Y'all hearing me? Mm. Volunteers pick and choose what they want to do in the kingdom. Volunteers are only enthused by agreement and inspiration. But a mature son serves to please the father. That's his motivation. Volunteers are inspired by the task. Sons are inspired by the father. I thought that was pretty good. Kingdom service is born and sustained in the context of relationship. If you don't have a relationship with the Father, you will not last serving in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Outside of relationship, kingdom service will always be polluted by a selfish agenda. In our text, the prodigal son left home and squandered his inheritance. Every one of us at some point in our life were estranged from the father. How we come back to him determines our place in his kingdom. If you left a son and came back expecting sonship, you will always feel entitled. But if you left a son and came back with the heart of a servant, you'll receive sonship. The greatest blessing of serving is sonship. When his son came back, he received a robe, a ring, shoes, a fatted calf, and music and dancing. 
When we approach serving in the kingdom of God with a servant's heart rather than a heart of entitlement, we'll receive a robe. This is what covered. The Bible says, he that covereth a transgression seeketh love. The first thing the father did was cover the transgressions of the son. He put a ring on his finger. That ring had a signet on it. It was a symbol of authority in the kingdom. In those days, that ring, if that son wanted to do anything for the family, he needed that ring to show that he had the authority to do it. When we serve in the kingdom of God as a son, we have a right to use our daddy's name. He put shoes on his feet. The Lord told Joshua, everywhere your feet tread, I'm going to give you dominion. When you serve as a son in the kingdom of God, somebody needs to hear me right now. When you serve as a son in the kingdom of God, God gives you dominion. Do you know what that means? That means when situations arrive in your life that move against you, you have authority to walk into that situation with your father's name and your father's authority and speak into that situation and know that that situation will change. Serving gives you authority in the kingdom. He killed for him the fatted calf. This was provision. The Bible says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. He came back with a servant's heart. And the first thing the dad did was provide for his needs. I'm telling you, when you serve in the kingdom of God, your needs will not go unmet you won't be able to stop God from blessing you and there was music and dancing what is that that's fellowship how many of you are thankful for the family of God in your life I need each and every one of you we need each other and when you serve in the kingdom of god god gives you fellowship he'll bring ah man i feel the preach coming on me now let me tell you something years ago we were in a situation in our home church right it, it was just this this weird dynamic because we went to a church of 350 400 people but for some reason there was no little boy there my son's age and me and my wife went to prayer and we said god hudson needs a friend we need you to send a family to this church with a boy his age that he can become friends with because he's missing fellowship in his life this is what i'm talking about when you are serving in the kingdom of god as a son you will not lack fellowship in your life if your kids need godly friends start praying about it god are gonna gonna send families with kids your kids ages so that they can have friends if you need friends say god send families here that we can connect with that we can fellowship with because fellowship is a promise to the son who has a servant's heart mm, hallelujah
Why is servanthood so important? It creates sustainable growth. We become co-laborers together. The Bible says if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So servanthood creates sustainable growth and we can get more done. It protects us from the attitude of the elder brother. I'm going to say something to you prophetically tonight. One day there's going to be a great homecoming here at Greater Faith. And when there is, our prodigals need to come home to music and dancing, not to the jealousy of the elder brother. Mm. Because I tell, I drove the streets of this city today, and there are prodigals all over this city. And I'm telling you, they're going to come home to music and dancing. They're coming home to love and forgiveness. They're coming home to receive a robe, a ring, shoes, provision, and fellowship in Jesus' name. How's it going to happen? We are going to create a culture of servanthood at greater faith. Come on, would you stand with me tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I want to pray together tonight in dismissal. 754. Mm. Not bad. Come on now. There are. Got a whole commentary thing going on over here. I'm not used to open mic culture, so you guys are going to have to help me out. Amen. Man, it feels so good here tonight. I appreciate each and every one of you. Just want you to know that. I'm praying for you. My wife is praying for you. We love you. I know that I don't even know every one of your names yet, but we do love you. God has put a love in our hearts for each and every one of you. And we want to grow together with you. And it is a culture of servanthood that is going to get us to where God is taking us. If you believe that, would you just pray with me tonight? Jesus, we love you. But we are so thankful for your rich love and mercy that we feel in this room right now. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible. Anything's possible.